is this? Oh, oh, oh no. hey, hey, I, I would like to get out. Look at this. I'm better running the glove, though. Yeah. I ain't trying to go back to jail. $200 Please for let me Collins. Out. Not Collins gun. Very nice. Oh, I just got an Uber pickup. <laughs> you got it. Is this an Uber? Hell yeah. Tell him, slow down. No, you can't catch me. I'm on too fast on the gas. Don't chase me. Put him up like this. You got him. I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. Do me a favor. I got three days left on this probation. When you got that gun on you, just don't tell me about it. Plausible deniability. Oh, do you mean this gun? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Blind Spotting. Directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada. I like that name. <laughs> um, starring Davy Diggs as Colin and Raphael Cassell as Miles. Uh, <clears throat> let's do the... Uh, the uh, synopsis real quick so I'm finding several different synops- uh, synopses for this and this movie definitely can be examined in several different ways um, I'm gonna go with kind of the uh, the one that's a little bit more out there a black ex-con trying to finish out his year-long probation witnesses a brutal police shooting, an incident that begins to haunt him and ultimately forces him to re-examine his relationship with his white best friend, a man who is known to be reckless and ill-tempered. And I decided to use that synopsis because race is a major part of this movie and um, gentrification within uh, Oakland and really identity is a big part um of blind spotting the movie um it's it's a movie that's really unlike many others but i'd have to say if it was could be compared to anything it would be an updated more millennial styled um urban-esque hairspray musical style movie it's it's almost like a musical but replace a musical with hip-hop and it has that kind of same theatrical feel with the majority of people not it's not like everyone breaks into dance or something like that or starts doing hip-hop moves or anything like that but the way that it's written and the way that it's rehearsed it feels very theatrical in the way that it's presented and um um, I love the direction within this movie and the way that it's able to balance both comedy, drama, and uh, and music, and all within this tight narrative of an hour and a half. Um, it's it's wonderful. It's kind of like uh, a hidden gem, is what I would call it, because there's hardly any marketing. Anyone that has seen it generally says pretty good things about it. Um, I feel like it's it's pretty accessible to mainstream audiences. I would say this is more of an indie-style film. But normally when you hear that, it's, you know, uh, it's like, oh, that means critics generally are going to only like it 
most of the time um and select audiences will like it um but this blind spotting i feel like the majority of audiences will really gravitate to these fully fleshed out characters of um of uh colin and miles and these actors do an excellent job portraying these um fully realized individuals in this narrative um, the cinematography and editing is exceptional. The colors that pop off the screen, um, it, it really has style in almost every other, uh, it has visual flair um, in almost every other uh, situation, every other um, you know scene is what I'm saying. Um, the direction is exceptional from Carlos Lopez Estrada. I've, I've looked in his catalog and he really doesn't have much um besides shorts um so it's it, it this is really his directorial debut when it comes to um um major motion pictures and i think he he nailed it um but <clears throat> the um the technicals of this entire movie are are on point is what i'm saying like the editing i love the the uh the editing with the split screen and um if you haven't seen it yet it's um it's something you should definitely check out just for the direction and fully realized characters it's not too bomba too bombastic or too over the over the wall or too um well i could i could see some people saying that it might be a little heavy-handed when it comes to what they're um trying to say but i mean that's that's the entire part that's the entire point of the uh the movie is uh these two are basically having an identity crisis and uh trying to fit into their own um narratives is what i that, i guess is what you would say um all the side characters um are excellent uh jaina Gavakar, who plays Val, who's his uh, love interest, um, <clears throat> she's um, they, they they do a great job playing like it's subtle, playing it subtle. Um, Jasmine Sifris Jones, um, who plays Ashley, who is uh, Miles's wife, or, or I think it might be his girlfriend. Sorry, um, excellent. She's been in a couple things, um, Unforgettable, Mistress America, that type of thing. Uh, dog days these must be kind of smaller movies and tv shows um blue bloods on cbs i don't i don't even know what that is um so yeah these uh they they have some really good actors they they even brought wayne knight <laughs> I, I love that guy wayne knight if you don't know wayne knight's the it's the crazy uh crazy guy from jurassic park um so um yeah so um, uh, let me see what else I can say non-spoilery. Um, I really liked how the music was kind of just, you know, dropped in there. It, it's not a full-on musical as in, like, I think I, I said Hairspray earlier. It's not quite, you know, Hairspray clearly has set pieces. They have, uh, the entire uh, cast singing and dancing pretty much throughout the whole thing. That's not what this is. This is like hanging out with like two guys. This is like if 
super bad was not was this was this would be like if super bad was written by the sorry to bother you crew um like it boots riley i like i really got like a sorry to bother you kind of indie vibe but with this i really gravitated to toward these characters a little bit more as opposed to sorry to bother you where the characters felt like i was watching them more or less and i wasn't quite living uh the day-to-day -day, um with them and i felt like i was really engrossed and i really understood the characters motivations the um the way that uh, the character of um colin has to interact with police and um, you really are given several different perspectives when you're um, when you're on this ride. So um, I, that's why I really like it. I, I think that it's um, it feels very lived in. Um, the writers are the main two uh, actors, Colin, Colin and Miles, um, Davy Diggs and Raphael. Um, so. I feel like the fact that they wrote the script really, really informs how how much you know love and care was put into this um, this film. So, I mean, I'm I'm really glad I got to see this um, blind spotting movie. I haven't quite made my top ten as I'm recording this, so there's a good chance this could uh, edge out at the very uh, nine or ten. Just from the pure direction and cinematography it's uh it's uh absolutely worth noting um it's also emotionally moving and uh it it it's effective on on multiple levels um whether or not you buy the very last end um you know third act will probably hinge on your um how much you actually like this movie so um, let's hop into the spoilers. If you haven't seen Blind Spotting, let's uh, jump in there. Um, yeah, we need to watch the Blind Spotting movie if you haven't seen it now. So, pause it, come back. You know what to do. Do your thing. Do your thing. The yeah, I I don't know what I was gonna do. I was honestly gonna try to do a rap on this podcast, but that <laughs> that it, dude, it is hard to rap. I don't even if if you've haven't seen the movie blind spotting you better get or shut and and uh shut shut the podcast down come back you know what to do and now you're back now you're back and like a flash i don't know i do it is hard it's so hard to rap i can't even do it off the top of my head i'm not gonna even try <laughs> uh so anyways um by now you've watched blind spotting um so we see the witness uh we, we see we see the witness we see miles uh sorry not miles colin um essentially witness a murder from a police officer the very first i don't know 15 minutes and throughout most of the movie he's kind he's having flashes in between the uh police officer um i'm shooting this man down and this movie is not only bringing forefront police uh, uh policemen shooting uh you know unarmed uh people of color in the streets 
Um, but they're also bringing the sus suspense and the way that um, cops and police are viewed in certain ways as almost villain-esque. And they were, they were, the way they were shot in this movie, they were shot almost as if they were uh, an evil entity. I mean, there is one shot where Miles is walking down the street and the the cops are, are getting ready to pass by and you know he has that gun and in his pocket from uh, the party and you're like, oh my gosh, this is it. And it's like his... He's right on pro the right off. He's right about. He's right. He's about to be right off of probation, and he is seconds from getting fucked right there. And the cops are slowly moving, and how we have that that tilt. It was almost like a Wes Anderson dolly tilt. Um, I think it's called a a shift or something like that. I don't know, but the way it it just followed the the cop car slowly while um while uh Colin is moving it is uh it is like nail biting like I was like holy fuck we're about he's about to get fucked and um we've been on this journey for the past couple days with him and you really understand where he's where he's had his head and you are given insight a little bit earlier through a hilarious uh visual well it's it's like a flashback you know with um the recap of how he got landed in jail but all of this di excellent direction this excellent editing this um storytelling is so Im immaculate in my opinion um i felt like it um it told relatively normal stories and just everyday life in some cases probably everyday life in Oakland and for many people um but it was done with uh such a unique style and I think that's why in uh, in in uh a narrative that felt grounded but yet told uh told told a story beyond themselves like it, it, it talked about their community it talked about their social life it talked about uh, uh the struggles of being uh a black man in oakland or being a, a white man in oakland or being categorized as as this or being categorized as that a gangster a hipster a a a, a, a nerd a jock i don't know you know like it's really trying to uh whittle down to who these individuals are um within their identity and i think that's that's where this movie uh surpasses sorry to bother you um with the storytelling and now the message the ultimate message between those two are completely different good sorry to bother you is ultimately about capitalism this is ultimately uh race and identity so um I was, I was, I was moved by this, um, by this movie. Um, I, I wasn't, you know, upset or emotional or, you know, feeling like triumphant, but I felt like 
I felt like I had really gone on a journey with these individuals, and it was something that I wanted to watch again. When I talked about Superbad earlier in the movie, um, early in the podcast, um, it it really felt like you know you're kind of going on this buddy buddy trip, um, and they play so well off each other. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter if they're they're cleaning a house or uh, you know moving stuff or walking down the street. It's like the simplest things they're doing. Um, are usually the most interesting times with the the guys because because the writing and the script and the acting and directing and all of this is going so well and it's 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 like the perfect recipe um, of everything that's happening and uh, the, the the pacing is really well too um, it's 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 like I said it's it's a hidden gem like I don't know why more people aren't talking about this and um, aren't giving this uh more you know time of day because this is a perfect netflix movie the more i think about it this this would be like a um this would be a hit if netflix would pick this up um let me think anything else anything else you want to throw it in the back and go a little thing i don't think like that all right um hmm the rap at the very end that was um that was quite a rap i so the one thing about the rap at the very end, I had heard that there is a time where uh, Davy Diggs goes off, and I know he's he's performed in other uh, in others uh, movies, streamings. Uh, he was in the Get Down, I believe, um, and he was in 2015's Hamilton. So he's rehearsed in music, and he knows his um, he knows his stuff. So I hadn't heard him rap at all. I mean, he was throwing a couple of verses here and there with um, Miles, but the the ultimate thing is the uh, the relationship dynamic between those two led to the biggest explosion of rap at the very end. It felt almost like Kendrick Lamar had embodied this guy for like two minutes or something like that and he just went off i wish i had the rap in front of me because i would i would <laughs> i would try to rehearse i would try to say it again but but a lot of it is done in a couple long takes and it's not um well I, i'd say like like 10 second long takes or something like that because they would flash to the um when he's rapping they would flash to the the cop but uh we know it's the same cop that shot down the guy at the very beginning which is whoa that was like really that was a that was a pretty good climactic ending i mean i was wondering where that cop was and was going to end up at the very end um when we first saw it because it felt like the majority of the time the cop was sidelined and it kind of he kind of only came back at the very end um but i thought it was a good job because the um the underlying tone was uh colin being you know upset pretty much having PTSD from watching that murder happen and the murder then the police shooting him down that man down um unarmed man um so the majority of the movie they don't even focus on all he I think he has a couple flashes of that cop and he, he talks about it here and there but it's like really sidelined and um I wasn't sure where the movie was going to go after that that murder uh, originally happened because he seems like he he didn't want to report it he didn't want to be 
he didn't want to be affiliated with it because of his uh, statue of a, about to be off of probation. Um, so let's see the relationship dynamics between the two uh, the two lead casts were excellent. Um, I I don't know if they actually come to a resolute ending. Like um, they both seem to be kind of infatuated with the other in separate ways but they kind they're they're also they also don't understand each other 100 percent, even though they know each other probably better than anyone else and they're both trying to be ingrained within a culture and um basically to be accepted and we see how that um upsets <clears throat> upsets the two guys at the very beginning when um they get in a fight and that's how Davy Diggs goes under, go, go, goes to jail for the um, for the rap, but um, for for everything that happened, um, and then at the very end, um, when when they are beating up the hipster guy at the uh, at the party, it's essentially everything that had happened a year ago, and we see how bad miles is fucking this guy up and a line kind of ran through my mind it said you know who 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 took the rap you know who who took the blame for the first beating and i believe it was ashley that had said this ashley's talking to colin she's like you know who would it take or uh, it was either Ashley or Val, I can't remember. Um, one of them had said, "Do you know which one of you two would have gone to jail?" And uh, Colin is speechless, and and basically they said, "Yeah, you would, you would have, you would have gotten shot. You would have gone to jail because you're, you are the person of color in the situation." And um, it's reflective of the entire narrative of the entire movie that. Uh, Miles is really um, fucking things up, and he's he's really he's actually reckless throughout the majority of the movie, and he's kind of fucking it up for for Colin's reputation because Colin has to take the blame, generally in most of the most situations. Um, so it um it it is a deep narrative, and I can't say it's a hundred percent resolved at the end, but um we do have that rap that Colin unleashes at the very end on the police officer. And it's, I think it's both re reflective on the police officer and miles because they're both left there standing. And, um, and I think the police officer says uh, something like I didn't mean to. And then, and, and then miles says something like, are you sure about that? And it's like, the biggest like ooh moment because he's like the police officer is really trying to get that out of his system because he 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 genuinely feels bad you can see i i think um i think they made him feel bad especially after um colin let him have it um colin gonna give it to you it's gonna give it to you but um but i really do feel like that rap was both reflected for the police officer and Miles, and it was for um, 
the representation of how Colin is trying to do the right thing, trying to be the better person. And, um, you know, these things are really bringing him down. Um, so I, I absolutely thought this was a fantastic movie. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 strictly because I don't know if the last there's a couple bits that i wasn't 100 percent narratively satisfied on i under i completely understood the situation with the children um having the gun you know playing with guns and that being a whole side plot narrative i mean having uh, buying buying guns and just owning guns is a massive part of this movie and it plays a massive subplot for um for for the child specifically and the gun also almost gets uh colin in trouble so i mean almost half the movie is uh an identity crisis and uh you know mostly anti-gun because it it gets people in more trouble than not and um you know I, i'm not saying that it's you know anti anti-second or anything like that i don't want to go down that road or anything like that but um what i'm saying is it's really playing up that these things are dangerous and they um they they have the power to change your life for not always the better and um you know with the, with the cop cop shot the guy with at the beginning they bought the gun at the they bought the gun at the very beginning it was illegal and Colin almost got in trouble with it Miles did get in trouble with it because he had it laying around and um, the his, his um, I believe it was his stepson or his son. I don't believe it's his son. Um, I didn't get a hundred percent what if that was his son, but um, Sean Ziggy Jones, um, the little boy who was absolutely adorable, absolutely adorable, he, the um, coolest smile. He um, they had the the cutest little boy um, playing with. Uh, the scariest gun you could possibly have and it is dreadful to watch and it makes me think three times about owning something like that and if you do you you, you absolutely have to have that shit locked up and it's just like this movie shows how bad it can get and i found myself multiple times not not just throughout the the good times not just through the dramatic times but i found myself i would i was kind of like Sometimes I might mouth what they might say on television. I was like, oh, yeah, or something like that, or oh, fuck, or, you know, something like that, or some, just anything. I found myself able to say several lines from both sides of the characters, both in the relationship sides and when the characters were hanging out with their buddies. It, was, it felt like things that I would do. It felt like things that I could relate to, things that I could say. Um, so that was the one thing about the, um, the narrative that really struck me and I, I really enjoyed it, which might bump it up. It might, ha it might be eight out of 10, but it might still be in top 10, uh, territory for me. So thank you for listening. Lucky dog podcast. Check us out. We have tons of stuff. We have a top 10 coming out and, uh, we have tons of other podcasts. Check out the, check out the library. Thank you for listening. Take it easy. Look up podcast.com. You are a convicted felon, Mr. Hoskins. You are now that until proven otherwise. How? Prove otherwise at all times. Not enough. Stop! That shit does
You know, you don't have to act ghetto to hang out here. Can you hear me now? You need to get rid of Miles. Miles, this is my best friend. He's gonna put you back in jail, or he's gonna get you killed. Miles! Don't make me write you up for your last week. The judge will extend your time here a year. That is the life we live in, and it's been since the beginning, and you know we stuck in that soil, loyal. Don't be who you is! Every time you come around, you monsters got me feeling like a monster in my own town. Ah! I ain't no killer.